Hello, and welcome back to Once Upon a Blue Moon, brought to you by Shaving Foundations, a student-led nonprofit dedicated to raising awareness and fundraising for rare diseases. My name is Pooja Shah, and I am your host for today. If you're new to this podcast, welcome. This podcast talks about everything related to rare diseases, from impacts by the healthcare industry on people with rare diseases to real stories of rare disease patients. Stick around to the end to get more information about us, but until then, let's get into today's topic. Today we're going to be talking about Victoria's experience with endometriosis and endosalpingiosis, specifically about her resilience and persistence regarding her diagnosis. But first, let's go over her diseases. Endosalpingiosis and endometriosis are similar diseases. We've spoken about endosalpingiosis in Tabitha's episode. It's when tissue similar to the lining of the fallopian tube grows outside of the fallopian tube. Endometriosis is similar, but tissue similar to the endometrium which is the lining of the uterus, grows in abnormal places, like on the pelvic or abdominal organs. An important thing to note is that these tissues don't come from the organs themselves. They just grow, they're similar to those linings, but they grow outside of the organs. Both of these diseases can cause intense pain, swelling, and reproductive issues, especially when not taken seriously. Victoria first began experiencing abdominal pain when she was only five years old. When she consulted a doctor, he passed off her case as an attempt to get out of school, which definitely wasn't true. At the age of 12, Victoria got her first period. Although this is an uncomfortable experience for most, it was especially painful for her. It was accompanied by unbearable pain almost every day, and frequent fainting spells, many of which were random and occurred at events like track meets or in places like the mall. When she consulted a doctor, they suggested taking birth control, and Victoria began taking it from the age of 14. Between the ages of 14 and 28, Victoria switched between nearly 5 to 10 types of birth controls. When consultants did a more detailed scan of her abdominal area, they found that there were cysts in her fallopian tubes. Cysts are usually fluid-filled sacs that impede an organ's function. The consultants opted to leave them in and deal with the problem when Victoria was to have children. While treatment was put off, Victoria's personal and professional ambitions were severely impacted. By 24, the pain was so bad, and by 31, it was unbearable. Victoria was forced to drop out of university because she kept dropping courses. She realized very quickly that she could never pursue a normal 9-to-5 career, and decided instead to partake in her family business as an entrepreneur. At the age of 28, Victoria decided that she wanted kids, and went to another doctor to try and resolve her issues. When she visited a consultant to do a sonogram, they found that As a result of the cysts that had been left in, both of her fallopian tubes were blocked and had to be removed, which meant that having children would be difficult, so she was determined to find another solution. Victoria decided that she wanted to consult a specialist and began the search for one near her residence. After almost three years of searching, she finally found one, but like so many before her, the doctor disappointed her by dismissing her case as something mild. The doctor then told Victoria that the medication she'd been on for 14 years would likely be lifelong and that her fallopian tubes could not be saved. Victoria still did not give up. She reasoned that since birth control had done nothing for her condition in the 14 years she'd been on it, there was no reason it would suddenly start doing something for her in the future. She decided to continue the search for a specialist and eventually found one in Georgia, the United States. In July 2020, Victoria flew to the United States for an in-person consultation with Dr. Nick Kongawasa, 
a reproductive specialist in Georgia. As soon as he heard her story, he told Victoria to get off her current medications as it clearly wasn't working. After conducting more scans, he concluded that Victoria's ovary was adhered to the wall of her abdomen, and all of her pelvic organs were tethered to the wall of her abdomen as well. He also found pelvic inflammatory disease, which is when the organs of the pelvic cavity are inflamed, liver complications due to numerous adhesions, which are malformations in the tissue, in this case in the liver, interstitial cytosis, which is a chronic condition causing bladder pain and pressure, and large amounts of endometriosis in the intestines and endosalpingiosis. She underwent a 4.5-hour procedure, and although there was some soreness and infection at first, she is now on a steady road to recovery. She regularly attends physiotherapy, but is still unable to go to the gym and not cleared for work. While Victoria herself was severely impacted by her conditions, she wasn't alone. Her family and loved ones also had to deal with the pain of seeing someone they cared about in so much pain. For her mother, who'd been taking Victoria to doctors ever since she was five, the personal impact was significant. The rest of her family, who she runs her business with, was impacted as well. As a result of her extreme pain, she had to limit her working hours and couldn't work full-time. Making the decision to go to America during the current pandemic was an especially difficult one for her, but one her family understood that she had no other option, and they were completely supportive. Victoria's story is one that teaches us to listen to our intuition. If you think something's wrong, don't let others convince you that everything is okay. Continue to explore and find new ways to really understand what is happening and make your own conclusions. This story is also one that teaches us about perseverance. With so many doctors telling her that her pain wasn't real and that there were no treatment options, it would have been very easy for her to simply stop looking for answers. She, however, continued to power through and try to find a solution. And she finally did. We are so happy for Victoria and thank her so much for bravely sharing her story with us. Well, that's our episode for today. I hope you enjoyed what we discussed today and learned a little bit more about the world of rare diseases. Thank you so much again to Victoria for joining us and talking to us about her story. If you've been inspired by today's podcast and want to learn more, check out our Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Shaping Foundations or our website, shapingfoundations.wixsite.com. Want to get involved? You can donate to us at our website under the donate page or become a volunteer. Thank you for tuning in. Just by educating yourself, you've helped those with rare diseases be more connected and receive the resources they need. Any contribution is a great one. Catch you next time.